mean, you're muted there, you're muted there. Can you hear me? How are we hearing? I can, can you hear me? Yeah, can hear you. Testicles, oh, one, two, testicles. Testicles. One, two. Whew, it's a bit warm today, man. It's a bit warm. It is. Good day for a pod. Yep, are you ready pod to do it. some podding? Pod it up. I mean, you know, we can't go outside anymore, so why not stay inside and pod it up? Yeah, we can just pod stuff that we see outside. Oh, yeah, like, like I spy people not social distancing. <laughs> Is it the sp- person that you're spying a Portelli? <laughs> <laughs> it, prob- it probably is. It probably is. You, know, you know what? Actually, I've got a good spot here. So if, if you ever see me lose, um, if you ever see me lose concentration when I'm talking, yeah. it's my neighbor. My neighbor's balcony is literally like an arm's reach away. And yeah. she, she likes to expose her boobs. I don't, know if oh. she, I don't know if she knows I'm here or not, but there's some titties. So it's a she, okay, makes the, sense. Yeah, there's some good titties. She's South American. Should we leave all this in? <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is a this is a great intro. Yeah, we've, we've started the podcast, everyone. That's this it. This is a great start. Episode three, guys. They Episode do, three. What do they say? Uh, third times a charm. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, dicks at the flicks. I think it's going to be a good one today. I feel it. You know, we, we've already had uh, some heated conversations prior to this. So heated? Wasn't that heated? Oh, bro, I was heated, man. I was oh, fucking. I was, I was human. It, you're misinterpreting my tone <laughs> via text, mate. When I call you nowhere, it means you're nowhere. <laughs> like, like when you send an email to a client and you're like, yeah. per my last email. Yeah, that's when, that's when they know you're mad. <laughs> per my last email. As uh, previously discussed. As that's my favorite. Dis- yeah, that is. <laughs> but how you been? Yeah, good, man. Just isolating this, that. I miss watching, you, man. You know, like, yeah, I know. Me too. It's, it's been, I don't even know how, many, how long it's been now. Uh, you've been home longer than I have. I have. About yeah, I have. Six weeks now? It, it's, it's funny. Well, probably, I don't know, maybe not six, but it feels like a long time. But at the same time, I think it's only maybe been four. Yeah. But it, it, it's um, every day starting to feel like the same day a little bit. Yeah. Well, I said to my wife, um, there's only three days in the week now. It's yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's pretty much how it is. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. Well, no, you've been. I've been on ISO now three weeks, like working from home. You've probably been a lot longer than yeah, probably about five, six weeks now. That's, that's heaps long, man. Yeah, po- probably actually. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, time's flying. It's uh, starting to get a little bit boring. I wouldn't mind going back to the office. Yeah, fair enough. Have you um, picked up any other hobbies in the meantime? Podcasting, man. I actually <laughs> st- I started this podcast called Dicks at the Flicks with a mate of mine. Oh yeah, sounds good. <laughs> plug, why don't you plug it? I should. I should. I can I plug it on this show. Everyone listening at home, I've been Guys, telling him to plug it for a long time. He doesn't listen to me. <laughs> Eric wanted to plug the show like after we like aired on the first one. I was like, dude, man, just we don't even have a name. I don't know what this show's about. Like, hey, we have a name. Our name was. Established very early on, thank you. Yeah, very actually, much. we we did we did establish um, Dicks at the Flicks pretty early on, and I was amazed that that nobody had taken it. To be honest, and it's a group chat name as well. And our third member in the group chat is not on the recording, but we may uh, invite him we, one day. Mike, shout yeah, out to we, you. we might have to get Mike on here because otherwise, I feel like we might have a bit of a legal issue on our hands. Here, you know? <laughs> yeah, he might. Sue us. He is American, so he may. Yeah, sue yeah, us. exactly. Right. I've I've been thinking, like, do I? like gradually change the name of our group chat in Facebooks <laughs> without him realizing <laughs> just add like a apostrophe or something somewhere <laughs> anyway uh, so what have you been watching this week man uh, I actually did have a pretty busy week uh, of, of t- 
TV and uh, more movies, actually. I watched a couple of movies, but uh, uh, so what did I watch this week? All right, so out of the blue, I watched the movie that was on Netflix um, called Secret in Their Eyes. It uh, had, a, had a decent cast. Julie Roberts, Nicole Kidman, and I don't know how to say this guy's name, Chiwetel Ejiofor. It's um, better than what you said yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call him Chewy. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yep. he's he's actually been in a few things. He was in, um, I don't know, what is it, 12 Days a Slave or some yep, bullshit, 12, whatever that movie's called. Um, but look, it, it, it was, I would say it's a little bit of of an average movie in the sense that the, the movie itself doesn't, you know, it's it's nothing amazing. It's an easy sort of watch. It's an interesting watch. It keeps you on your toes. Um, but it makes up for, uh, it makes up for it in the end. The ending was just, a great little twist, but um, the the main plot of the of the uh, movie is uh, it's a, an anti terrorism team. It's based just after nine eleven. Um, they're torn apart when they discover the brutal murder scene of the daughter of one of the characters, which was played by Julia Roberts, uh, near a Muslim mosque that, that they were surveilling. Um, so the movie's set in the present, set fourteen years after after that murder, um, and what it does quite cleverly. So Chewie's character. I'm finding, really, I'm finding it really hard not to laugh when I keep saying Chewie now. With Chewie's character, he couldn't let, let it go. So the murder never goes, it goes unsolved for these years and he, and he just can't live with himself. Um, he's now working elsewhere. I think he, he works for the Mets in security or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they, what they do well in the movie is um, he tries to reopen the case. He thinks he's found the guy um, that they're looking for. And it keeps going back in time to, you know, to sort of build on the story of why that case was never solved, um, which was actually a really interesting factor of why the case was never closed um, 14 years ago. Yep. Um, uh, but, yeah, look, it ended up being a great watch. There was heaps of suspense, suspenseful moments, and there was some great um, twists and stuff. If, if, you, if you like um, your murder mystery sort of stories, you know, it's got plenty of twists and turns. It'll keep you interested throughout the movie. And I, I thought it had a, a stellar ending at the end, um, which got me off my seat, that's for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, worth yeah. a watch. I'll add it to the list. On, on Netflix. Awesome. Um, I've been back on Better Call Saul, which is which has been great. If you're a Breaking Bad fan, I, I highly recommend getting on Better Call Saul. It's the final season. Um, I, feel, I think there's only a few episodes left. Um, typical, um, I forget his name now, the, the director, writer of um, Breaking Bad and um, Better Call Saul, but uh, the last couple of episodes haven't been about a lot. Um, Saul has been stranded out in the desert with $7 million of cash. Mm-hmm. On him, and uh, the, the last couple of episodes just been him getting back with that cash. So, um, but you know, I love the way um, the the show's directed and written and all that sort of stuff. And I think that it all comes together at the end, and it makes you really feel what what Soul's going through, or whatever the character is. If it's Breaking Bad, what Walter White's going through, you actually get to experience it. It's not a matter of you know it just going straight from point A to point Z. Um, yeah, they really make you go through the whole process. Yeah, Vince Gilligan uh, is the producer, creator. Vince, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and he, he, he is good at the slow build. And I do like that. I like the world building, oh, slow builds. I think builds. it's great. I love that. You know, love that. A lot of people say to me, oh, I didn't get into Breaking Bad because it was slow. Better yeah. Call Soul is slower, mm-hmm. but it's so good still. I mean, there are some parts where, don't get me wrong, I, I do zone out a little bit because it's, 
could be Sol Goodman trying to sell a damn phone for a half an hour of an episode kind of thing, and you kind of just go, whatever. But it all comes together brilliantly. That's why I love um, uh, Vince's work. Well, I did, for everyone listening, I love the, the episode in Breaking Bad, the fly episode. Everyone, very <laughs> controversial, but I love yeah, it. I love, yeah, the, I love yeah. those types of episodes. It's so it's, different, it's creative. It's, it is, it is great. Like that whole episode, funny. He, I love he's it. just obsessed with his fucking fly. Yeah, and, and everyone's like, what is this about? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, actually, got, it's got meaning. It's, it's got meaning behind I, it. I fully get it. Just before we got on air, I was getting a fly out of here because I was afraid that it was going to make a sound a, over the, the fly. The fly is a metaphor, guys. The fly- <laughs> Symbolism. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, oh, other than that, I finished Ozark, which uh, I know that you're excited about, and we'll get to that at some point. But yeah. w- what did you watch this week? I didn't watch many movies. I've watched a lot of TV shows. So I started off with watching Spencer Confidential after your plug yep. last week. That's on Netflix in Australia. Yeah, I thought it was an easy America. watch. Yeah, good movie. I won't say much about it because you you kind of touched on it last week. Yeah, look, it's just it's an easy watch, guys. Like if you're looking for a Netflix film, and, and you know sometimes it's very hard what to watch on Netflix. Yeah, Give it a, it, it's a easy hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is. Yeah, it was a yeah ninety minute movie. Yeah, good um, running time length for me. Yeah, the wife. <laughs> um, I love those time lengths. So yeah, I, I, if it's ten o'clock at night and I've come back from a night out or something like that, this is. Yep. Back in the days, you know, when we were allowed to go out, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you don't want to put it on like a two, two and a half hour movie. So you go, what's a movie that I wouldn't watch? That's an hour and thirty minutes long. I'll throw Just it on play. There. That's yeah, it. Because I can always go to bed if it's that shit. Yeah. Um, also, caught up on Supernatural. Or kind of was about two seasons behind, so we were watching it on so stand. What's that? A Supernatural season thirty six. <laughs> uh, watching season fourteen at the moment, almost almost up to date, and the season fifteen, which is currently airing, is the last. last is it, is it still? So it's still going. Yeah, it's it's finishing up this year. So the last season, it's season not. fifteen. I, uh, it's, I, mate, the storyline is. That, I don't know how to do it, but it's still interesting. Like I, I'm still. Yeah, same and, cast, it's still the same brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They we just last night watched the 300th episode, which was on season 14, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, like, oh, mate, it's a great show. I love it. I a lot of people have told me it's good. Um, yeah. I can't remember why I never got into it. To be completely honest with you, and the, I think the thing that stops me now from getting into it is it's like, well, it's like 18, 18 seasons. It's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. Three hundred and twenty episodes, whatever. Is it on? Is it on anything? Any it's on Stan. It's on it's Stan. On Stan? Yeah, right. that's in you Australia, guys. I don't know what if in overseas what it's on, but it's on Stan. Yeah, Australia. I'm sure it's on something over over in America. Depends on who who owns. Yeah. who who made who makes it. I guess CW is the ones. I think. Um, ah, okay. CW has a flash night, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of on that same. They air at the similar times, so yeah. I think it's I think it's the last one that airs out of those lot because I guess it's the most violent or whatever. Yeah. Um, we also watched the I think a series that came out on Netflix last week called Outer Banks. You might have seen it on your on your list or on your favorites or whatever. It's that top new ten TV series that just came out. I think I think it came out last week. I'm not sure exactly when. but yeah. it's, re- it's recent. It's not old. Um, it's just about. It's I think I'm pretty sure it's set in Florida. And it's just about a group of teenagers who, uh, one of their parents has passed, has died, and he's left a treasure somewhere in... out of banks. Yes, I've, I just found it. Yep. yep. So he's he's looking for he, the son's looking for the the treasure that the dad's left behind, and it's lots of other stories going on. Yeah. Um, around that, but that's the main plot is the the treasure and and that group of friends trying to find it. 
Well, um, I think the way they, they plugged uh, out of Banks was saying it's to go see meets Dawson's Creek meets the Goonies. Yeah, something similar like that. Something like that. It's, I just, it was good. Uh, we finished it. Um, probably too many episodes that you didn't need. Probably didn't need to be only eight. It was ten. Um, oh, so you actually finished it already? Yeah, you finished it. It's, yeah. it's, a easy, it's a really easy watch. Yeah. Like, it's one of those shows that you can just watch and do stuff, other stuff and still watch. Pay so attention to it. Worth a watch? Uh, it was easy. It was. I don't mind yeah. it. It was. It was pretty good. Like the, it took about until episode four for me to like get into it. Yeah, and that's I, that's something that I go. I, I'll say to people listening: sometimes it's worthwhile giving with a TV s- series. Give yeah. it three to four episodes. Yeah, you know, Stranger yeah. Things. I didn't get into after four episodes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It about for I think from, by the fifth episode I was like fully in, and then the storyline yeah. gets gets a lot better and. Yeah, it, it ends well. It just took a while to build up to the, yeah. to, and you, it's, it's a lot about character build, development, character building. You get yeah. hooked, you get like you get into the characters and stuff. So it's, I don't mind it. Um, yeah, I recommend that to people if you're if you're bored, you, you don't know what to watch, chuck it on. It's pretty All good. Right. Um, continued watching The Wire season two. I'm currently up to. It's a apparently I've been reading about it as well while I've been watching it, and apparently season two is defines what kind of fan of the wire you are and yeah okay <laughs> i haven't finished it yet so i won't give my opinion yet but so the wire it's... the wire is a like a cop cop show yeah uh more not just cops but cops are involved yeah. um it's about drug dealers as well yep and yeah gang violence and other criminals and cops as well but it, yeah it's not yeah when you hear the word cop that doesn't mean that they they're good yeah. people <laughs> as well sure, sure. Shows how much I know about the only thing I know about the wire is that scene which I don't even know if it's actually from the wire is the she Yep. Is it from the wire? Yes. And they have and they have a great cast <laughs> as well. Like that before they were popular and, and like big the well, some of the main act well, Idris Elba's on it, for example. I don't think he was on anything else that was massive before this. Yeah. I'm sure after, and, and I know after it that he was on a lot of other things, and now he's a very popular actor. Um, not just him, there's other actors as well. I won't yep. get too much into it, but yeah, watch The Wire. It's on Amazon Prime for everyone watching, listening at home. Um, and Community just caught up. I'm rewatching it. Um, Ipek's watching it for the first time, so I'm just rewatching it with her. It's been Ipe- good... Ipek enjoying it. Yeah, she loves it. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny, man. It's it, funny it, it, it is funny. I just lost a bit of interest um, whatever season I stopped watching it. I think it just got very repetitive and I was just a bit over it. Yeah. And last night I um, watched a movie called Welcome Home. Aaron Paul Welcome and home. Emily Ratjowski. Ah, say yeah. Name. Yeah, okay, see, Vince's, Vince's girlfriend. <laughs> From Entourage. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was random. I only watched it because I saw Aaron Paul. Um, I, I like him. I like him too. But then the movie's really random, but it ends well, so it's random. It's not yeah. boring. It's not long. It's again like it's a ninety-minute movie. It's not long. Yeah, um, well, that's sometimes those movies are a good watch. And you said it, it made up for it in the ending. Yeah, and... it got there eventually. I was, yeah, I was watching it. I was like, "This like, what's what's the point of this movie?" Just a lot of um tense music and intense um scenery shots. Which it was it was set in Tuscany, so it's just like okay. showing beautiful views of Tuscany. With mad know. intense music, but you don't yeah, listen. You're like, what the hell's going? Why is it oh so yeah, intense? what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> but it's 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 not bad. It's not bad. I'll give give it about three out of five, probably something like that. 
And yeah, and Emily Rajowski gets gets nude in it a few times. So that doesn't, Ooh. <laughs> that's Ooh, yeah. that doesn't sell it. Hey, look, I haven't seen those titties, titties <laughs> since she got them out in Gone Girl, so I might have to um, <laughs> I might have to give it a watch. Yep. All right, should we get into Ozark then? Yeah, let's get into uh, Ozark, which right. uh, finally took me a long time to get through it. But um, yeah, before we start, before you get into it, spoiler alert for everyone: we're going to Spo- talk yeah, about season three of Ozark. Season three, spoiler alert. Um, we will probably try and put something in the bio for these episodes, so that if you want to, obviously, not spoil it, tell you what minute to come back into the episode if we can. Yep. Um, right. But there's going to be plenty of spoilers ahead. So definitely, um, definitely skip through if you don't want to get spoiled on season three. Yeah, if you haven't watched the Ozark, I'm going to smack you. Get on it. It's great. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Jason Bateman. It's awesome. Yep. Anyways, so Ozark finally finished it. Um, I've got to say it's, it's a show that gets stronger each season. Um, this season especially left us all on the edges of our seat. Um, well, they've done it the last two seasons. They left us on the edges of our seats. I hope they don't leave mm-hmm. us. Uh, waiting for for so long like they did between seasons two and three um but if it means that they make a, a stellar season four then then go for it um it, it was really good so obviously it's it's for people that that don't know about ozark um i think we might have touched base on it in, in a previous episode but yeah, we have, um, yeah just just a very quick plot line jason bateman is a uh, financial planner controller whatever you want to call it it deals with people's money um, and him and his business part at the time were um, laundering money for a, a cartel, Mexican cartel. Um, turned out his business party was skimming some of the cash. So to save his own life, he told the cartel guy that um, he could make him a lot more money if they go and uh, if he goes and develops um, some businesses and stuff in a place called the Ozarks in America. Um, uh, that's pretty much the premise. He just launders money for this cartel and it's all about survival at the end of the day for him and his family. Um, but we saw in season two that, that uh, Wendy, um, who plays Marty's wife, uh, sorry, Marty is Jason Bateman's character. Um, she really came to life in season two. Uh, you know, she, we, uh, she was just, I guess, a bit of a house mom uh, earlier before that, before they moved to the Ozarks. Yep. Um, and she really came to life in season two, but I, I felt that she came even more alive in season three. Well, uh, my opinion on her and this this season was centered mainly around her. She yeah. was like the she was the, like the main character she, that there was. This whole season was based around, in my opinion. That's what I got. That's what I took for it. Yeah, yeah. It. Look, it was. It was. It, 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 I'll I'll get to it a bit later on, but there was definitely we see a few stages or maybe two stages of of Wendy Bird. Um, it is very much centered about her, um, and uh, she stepped on all her toes and stuff. But but she's the, the Laura Linney is the actress that plays her. I don't know exactly what she's been in. I think mm-hmm. I have seen her in some stuff. She's phenomenal. All, all the cast is it's phenomenal. I'll run through just some of the the main cast members for this season. Um, but we've got Laura Linney who plays Wendy Bird, Jason Bateman who plays Marty Bird, um, Julie Garner who for me, she steals the show for me. I love her. Uh, Ruth Langmore she plays. <laughs> yep, yep. She Great. was born, she's born for that character. She was so good. Um, Tom Pelfrey played uh, Wendy's brother, Ben Davis. He was, he was awesome as well. Yeah. Um, Janet McTee, she plays Helen Pierce, who's the cartel's lawyer. Um, very scary character. 
Um, and uh, Joseph Socorro is in it. He, if anyone doesn't know who he plays, Frank Cosgrove Jr. They are uh, boy. He's a, yeah, he's the, <laughs> the son of um, Kansas Kansas City mob. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Frankie Jr. Yep. If anyone doesn't know who he is, he's Tommy from Power. No, he's still Tommy from Power, right? He he's just, still... he just moved. He's seen that in Power. Spoiler alert again. He just he was going to LA. He just detoured to the Ozark that, that and changed his right, name yeah. to Frankie Jr., mate. Can... That's all it was. That's not exactly right. That's all it is, right? He's yeah. just de- detoured from New York to, to the Ozarks to get to LA. <laughs> uh, but, um, look, you know, I, I, I think, like, in the eyes of some of the Ozark locals, I think the birds are being portrayed... I think there's this portrayal of the bird family um, as this bad omen to, the, to, to come to the Ozarks. You know, everything they touch seems to turn to shit. A lot of lives, you know, numerous lives have been affected by them being there. Um, whether people have lost, you know, family member or whatever, because there's or been money. a lot of... Co- yeah, or money. Um, but what the show does so well for me is it allows you to love these characters despite what they have done. Um, so much so that as the audience, you know, you want to protect one of them. It's like, it's like you're watching your own family in a sense because their actions are pure for survival instincts. And I think that's the show builds on that so well. Yeah. You know, they're, they're putting their family, you know, the bird family at the top of the food chain in order to survive. And what, like you were saying, it's very heavily revolved around, around Wendy. Now the show started off with Marty Bird. Yeah. Um, you know, he he fucked up. He had he got his family into this situation, and he was trying to get him out. But Wendy became this this Breaking Bad Walter White character. She got you know she felt alive. She came alive, and she decided to keep the family there. And oh, almost I wouldn't I don't know how do you say? Did she make things worse? Did she make things better? Yeah, my opinion is that she made it worse, and I always <laughs> feel bad for Bateman because in everything that he's in, he's always surrounded by someone or. Not just one person, but several pe- dumb people that make dumb yeah. decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like he's seeing that he, Jason Bateman stars in a movie. There's always someone dumb in it that yeah. stuffs up things for him. Um, I don't know if it was if it made it worse. She did help them in some ways, but in, well, but, but yeah. she, the only way that that it, it eventuated into helping them was because she messed up already and she was just fixing her own mistakes, which shouldn't have happened in the first place. Exactly right, yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah. Jason, uh, there's, there's definitely a communication issue in the show between um, Jason Bateman's character and um, Laura Linney. Um, and I think one of the frustrating elements is, you know, had and even with Ruth, uh, Ruth Langmore, like Julie Garner's character, they, you know, you know that they love her and will do anything for her and will protect her, but they don't tell her enough. They don't, yeah. they don't, and you just go, just, just, just tell her, tell her that you, how you really feel and that you will protect her and whatever. Explain to her, if, if, you know, a little bit more. Like when, when um, the situation with uh, Tommy Egan, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to refer to Tommy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, when Frank Cosgrove, um, you know, beat her up, um, the yeah. family, you know, Marty and, and Wendy were right in what they said. They, they couldn't touch him. Yeah. Um, but they needed to give her a little bit more reassurance as to why they came to that conclusion. And and I like I I love Ruth's character and I, and I love the 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 team, you know, of Wendy, Marty, Ruth, um, and you could just feel that that there was tension there and that there was potential for it to break, which which it does towards the end of um, of the season. Yeah, and I think why people 
like her so much is I guess there's a lot of comparisons to Breaking Bad and Ozark. Yeah. And Roof is like the Jesse Pinkman of the show. Yeah. Everyone yeah. loves Jesse. Everyone loves Roof. That's actually kind of that's similar a, parallels. That's a there. great analysis there. It's, it's, it's almost spot on. Now, we, it is very similar to Breaking Bad, but it's very different. So yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. No, it's not, not the same. Yeah. It's the same in the, in the sense of the slow build. Um, yeah. It's not really sense. It's not based no, around it's, selling it's, drugs it's or anything like exactly that. Exactly right. But um, yeah, that, that's actually perfect. She is the Jesse Pinkman. Um, yeah. You know, Wendy is the Walter White. Um, I don't know where Marty just becomes his own character, I guess. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, Wendy, she, she's fantastic at manipulating people, dealing with wealthy, wealthy individuals and, and getting results. Yep. Um, you know, and I think it was Wendy's persistent overstepping of the boundaries which kept them alive at the end of that season because she kept pushing. She kept going over those boundaries. She kept calling um, the cartel boss. I forget his name. You might remember his name. Um, she kept, you know, crossing those lines. And I think towards the end there, there's, there's some, maybe some, res- some mutual respects between him and her. And that's what sort of kept them alive uh, uh, towards the end of, of, of that season. Yeah, pretty much what I said. Like when yeah. she was just cleaning up the she, her own mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Which she, well, which she did. She did in the end. She eventually cleaned them yeah. up. Yeah, and... we'll, we'll talk about. Um, I wanted to mention. Uh, so her her brother Ben, uh, who's yep. uh, an honorable mention of Tom Pelfrey. So he he does a phenomenal job playing a bipolar character. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He crushed that role. Ben yeah. Davis. He was awesome. Now what? I, I actually really grew to like his character quite a lot. I would have been more than happy to see him continue. So mm-hmm. his relationship with Ruth I thought was, was, was a, a good little element to add as well. Um, and I think the direction of the show and the production team did a great job in building that relationship between Ben and the audience to build up to that tragic moment we all saw coming because we all saw it coming when Wendy ends up calling the hitman um, to give yeah, the brother's location and ultimately she gets her brother killed to, to protect her family. Yeah, correct. Um, you know, I think they, the way they built his character in the show, he wasn't an, an annoying character. When he first entered, I thought, oh, is he going to be weird? Is he going to be annoying? Am I not going to like him? Yeah. But I, I really grew to love him. I thought he was great. Um, and I think we all felt a huge moment of sadness and, and a big what the fuck. But, you know, the way the show builds on its character's uh, we all became a little bit sucked into this family and knew it had to happen yeah. and, and could understand when the situation Wendy had to face. And it breaks, it broke Wendy. I don't think she's going to be the same in, in season four. Um, you know, she, she plays a good poker face and sort of covered it up to, to go to Mexico in that final um, episode. Yeah. Um, but deep down, she has now come to realize the people they have become. And I think season four will be, the beginning of the Bird family escape from the cartel. Yeah. Um, who was your MVP for the season? I've, my one was um, Charlotte, the daughter. It's really oh, hard okay. to play that daughter character yep. in these shows without being really annoying. And I think from seasons one and two, her growth from those seasons to this season has been phenomenal. And she's kind of become a lovable character now. Like I, she, I she think did, she was she... MVP. She she was that annoying character in the first couple of seasons, or first season and a half. Yeah. Um, and she did a great role in in because you forgot you forgot I actually forgot that she uh, tried to 
leave the family at the you know got mm-hmm. I think she got a lawyer involved at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, it wasn't until the brother mentioned it in like the second last episode, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's credit to to her character, and yeah, that's a good one. My my MVP was Ruth. Yeah, I, I Ruth La- Ruth Langmore. Um, like I said before, she uh, played by Julie Garner. She was born to play this role. Um, she definitely became my favorite character in the show, and it's it's, it's very hard because they're all they're all fantastic. There's no character. It's actually one show that I don't have a character in particular that I don't like. I don't yeah, know if you do, enough. but I, I can't no. find anyone that I don't, that I, that annoys me in, in a scene or whatever it is. Um, I, I agree as well. That's she she. She owns every one of the scenes she's in. Um, I'd honestly pay to get told off by her in public. <laughs> um, I, one of my favourite scenes was, I think, in the second last episode. Um, uh, she, uh, If it doesn't become a meme at some point or if it's not already a meme, we definitely got to jump on board this. Um, but in the second last episode, she brings Ben, uh, ben over to uh, Darlene Snell's property. So Darlene is a, a character that's been all three the Snells yep. own a whole bunch of land, and the, and the Bird family pretty much um, did some, you know, I guess dodgy deals in order to to get a hold of some of their land to build their empire for the cartel. Um, so there's a bit of bad blood there. Yep. Um, so yeah, so she brings Ben over to Darlene's, and uh, and Ruth's telling Darlene that she needs to get him out of the country. And I, I love the last see, last two episodes, or sorry, it would be well the last two episodes Ben was in it because. He breaks, you know, that, that bipolar mental health comes straight through him and he's just this broken character. He goes from I'm so sorry to fucking up to back to I'm so sorry in his, like, coward, little, innocent sort of ways. And, um, yeah, so Riff's talking to Darlene and she says to him, you know, I've got to get him out of here. Can you just stay here for a little bit? And Ben sitting there with his little bag, just held up against his chest, just innocently says to Ruth, you know, I'm not leaving the country. And the way Ruth blows up at him and just gives it to him in her little redneck voice, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and do an accent here. She's like, you're going to leave the fucking country if I ask you to leave the fucking country, okay? <laughs> and she it was does. just, there's, she's the best, man. And there's just this moment of silence. She then turns and just goes, I'm sorry. And Ben just replies, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And that, that scene just, it scene killed me, man. I was like, how many guys watching at home probably felt the hairs of their, on the back of their necks go up? Yeah. Remember, remembering a, an outburst similar to that from their own hangry lady <laughs> at some point in their life. Because yep. it, it just, it felt, it, it hit home for me. I can tell you that. Much. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. But um, yeah, but I, I just thought it was, it, was a, it was a great scene and it summed her up as well. She was just this strong character. She was great. Yeah, what do you think of the ending? I've been waiting to ask this question for a long time. <laughs> Did not know what to expect. Yeah, um, we, you know the, when you see that uh, the the lawyer is pretty much trying to set Marty up, which I'm sure that's what she was trying to do to get him killed yeah. or get them killed. Um, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know. I didn't. I didn't see the lawyer getting killed. Yeah, well, it was either going to be her or the. Or the beam, well, Marty or or um, yeah. Wendy, yeah, it was going to be either one of those three. And I, I thought that there was there was potential that somebody could die. Yeah, um, may, maybe even one of the main cast because um, it still would leave the show running if they killed off Marty or killed off Wendy. Yeah. Um, 
but it would have been very hard to do so because who could do what Marty does? And then you got Wendy's connection. They both have different skill sets. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know. I thought they might have left it open in the sense that maybe they captured him or something. Um, you know, some sort of cliffhanger, but not. But not that. But that final scene when. Uh, when the cartel guy, I really should have wrote his name down, when he um, goes uh, up Omar. and hugs Omar, yeah. that's it. When he goes up and hugs them to welcome them. Yeah, yeah, after and, blood yeah, on their face. <laughs> and they got blood all over their face. Yeah. And they're just stunned mullets. It's just, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, there's, a, there's another, I don't know if you remember, but Helen asks a hitman if her time is up um, to give her a heads up if she's yep. about to be killed and he didn't. And he said, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Was he the one that, that killed her? Yeah, yeah, the hitman killed her. Yeah, like, it just happened so quick that I couldn't even remember. Um, yes, I forgot all about that. That was that was actually really good. Lots of parallels, um, yeah. Yeah, there was... Uh, look, if anyone doesn't know, Jason Bateman, um, he directs some of the episodes. Uh, he, he uh, If that's what his future directing is going to be like, then we've got a lot to look forward to. Um, uh, his personality on the show is very similar to other roles that he plays you know, he's got that serious look to him, but he's funny. This is a serious show, but I can't help but always laugh when Jason's in a scene, to be honest. His mannerisms, his reactions to things, the way he's so calm, I love it. He's just naturally funny. Yeah, he's a naturally funny guy. He, he, he does a great job. He's a big fan of him. Big right. fan of him. All right, let's move to the next category in our show. Um, so it's Joe Watches The Office. What episode are you up Ooh, to? What episode? So I'm up to, I think it's 22. Um, I think the last episode I watched was the Women's Appreciation episode. Season Uh, three, right? Season three, sorry. Yep, Yep. season three. Um, My God, that's gone quick. 22 episodes of season three. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, this episode, look, this Joe Watches the Office is mainly going to turn into uh, who did Michael offend this week Um, because that's, he's just, I I don't know, a natural at it. Um, (laughs) So, uh, that episode in particular is about uh, one of the characters called Phyllis, uh, I guess one of the most un- the unattractive women of the office. She gets flashed by some creep in the car park on the way to work. Yep. Everybody's, everyone's freaking out about it. Dwight's doing his usual, you know, turns into a cop all of a sudden um, and starts patrolling. Uh, and Michael comes in, finds out about it and starts hysterically laughing, of course. He found it funny that why would this guy flash Phyllis instead of Pam or... Karen or one of the other girls in the office. Um, so it ends up turning into this women's appreciation episode and he pretty much does everything possible to offend these girls, but at the same time, in his charming way, he, you know, shouts and launch, buys them lingerie. Yeah, they're, they're bonded as well over his <laughs> um, discomforts with Jan. So yeah, good. that's that's right. When uh, he wants to break up with Jan, he ends up uh, bonding with him to get some, some opinions and... Um, well, they ultimately encourage him to break up with Jan, uh, which is funny. Actually, a really funny scene from that episode is is Michael, the way he thinks, man. Like, fuck, I, I couldn't imagine being someone like him. But um, he's sitting there outside of Victoria's Secret and he's talking to the camera and he's like, you know, a lot of guys, he's trying to make out like guys are shallow, yeah, but not him. Yeah. And he's like, a lot, yeah. a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys like to see girls in like lingerie uh, or, you know, like slutty clothing, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But me personally, I just like him naked. 
the build up. That's what I, was, I was talking to about one of my friends about um, Michael's character and the way and Steve Carell, the way he builds up and tells you a oh, story, man. and then the ending yeah. is just like, what? <laughs> so good. It, it's Punch so good. It's always so good. It's so good. But uh, what else? So this week, uh, Michael ruined uh, Phyllis's wedding to some degree. Yeah. It's funny. He, he, he seems to he seems to ruin everything, but it's. Still comes out the other end likable by everyone. I don't yeah, know how he yeah. does it. But for some reason, Phyllis put him in the wedding um, to wheelchair. That was funny. So he was supposed to push the, the father of the of the bride in who's yeah. in a wheelchair. I can't remember why. Why did she include him again? There was a because, reason. Anyway. Because he was annoying. You know, otherwise, he's, he's going to be really really annoying about it and, and yeah. do something dramatic, which he eventually does anyway. Well, he does. <laughs> the, the, the dad ends up standing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you stole my thunder. He, he steals <laughs> Michael's thunder. <laughs> And um, it's just a roller coaster right now. He gets that. upset at him. It's the best, best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, he ends up getting kicked out of the wedding. Yeah. Uh, which, which is great. Classic Michael. Yeah. Um, what else happened? There was a good episode with, with Dwight, um, Pepper Spraying, uh, Roy. Because <laughs> to, to, Roy found out that uh, Jim kissed um, Pam back in, yeah. uh, you know, a while ago. Yep. Um, but the funny part of that episode was Angela who's secretly dating Dwight, yes. is uh, going around the ep- uh, the office asking everybody yeah. what happened. The story, yeah. And she's getting so turned on about yeah. how, how he pepper <laughs> straight. But the best is someone like told the story like really shit and she yeah. was just like, forget about it. <laughs> the best. Did you also, I'm just looking at all the episode list. Um, did you watch the business school one when you go to Ryan's um, business school? Was that this Yeah, week? yep, that was. That one episode of the kills me. <laughs> and he's, he's giving the speech and they're pretty much telling him that the paper industry will be out yeah. of business in a couple of years, and he gets so he gets so upset about it. And he's ripping the guy's um his book, his his um whatever, <laughs> expensive book. Yeah, he gives it back to him. Oh man, he's so the, good. The knowledge is priceless. Classic. Yeah, but, Love him. Um, but yeah, what else? Michael and Jane became public in an, in an episode that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Uh. What is? Oh, Michael's pay becoming office. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So Daryl, who uh, he works in the uh, downstairs in the uh, warehouse section, yep. Yep. Um, he he asked for a pay rise, I think, because Roy, that was after Roy lost his job, so yep. he got to do a bit right. more work. Yep. But he works out if he gets a ten percent pay rise, which he's asking, then he'll be even more money than himself. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, when yeah. everybody finds out that Michael the boss, how much money he's actually on, yep. man, he just gets he cops it from everyone, and everyone's like trying to like give him money back and stuff. We're like, oh, that, that coffee you bought me last week. <laughs> and Creed was just giving, you need money? I'll give you money. <laughs> the best. Creed's, Creed's such a, he's a creep, man. He's the best. I think he's, yeah. one, of, he's one of the favorite characters. Oh, fan fan favorite. Yeah. All right. So latest news around Hollywood. Um, do you want me to kick it off? Yeah, um, kick it off, man. There's a lot of news that's happened um, this it past. It was a, it was a busy spoke. week. Yeah. Um, just we've got announcements for um, from HBO Max, which is launching next month. A um, couple of shows that J.J. Abrams is going to produce. Yep. Um, one of them is Justice League Dark, which is I'm really looking forward to because I do enjoy the animated, um, the DC Comics animated universe. And Justice League Dark was one of my favorite movies on that. Um, it's just it's based around the more supernatural characters. You might know Constantine. Um, Keanu Reeves yep. did a movie. Um, based around that character. Are any of these um, prior Justice League Dark, um, were they movies? Uh, are I'm they... pretty sure they're animated. Uh, probably should have looked that up. I'm pretty sure they're animated series. Are they, though. Um, uh, yeah, Western Man like animated movie series, yeah. whatever you want. Like, it's a movie series, not a TV series, correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, are they available 
to watch here in Australia. The anime, any... the DC animated series, um, they're on Netflix. Not all of them are on there, um, but yep. you can follow it if you just look it up. Um, the DC Comics animated universe on Wikipedia will give you the list yep. of um what's available and the order and to watch it in. You don't really need to watch it in the order, but I like doing that. <laughs> look, I, I, I one of my favorite. Batman series is an animated one, but to, I can never remember. I can never find it. It used to be on late at night at TV on one of the channels. Like I'm talking like almost midnight. And um, it was an older Batman. The story was dark and just phenomenal. It was, it was really like I wish Batman's or like the actual movies were like that. It's probably on the DC streaming service if you yeah. I don't know if it's available here yet. Um, there was a, another sh- um, movie that J.J. Abrams is working on. Do you want to talk about that one? Yeah, so it uh, came out this week that J.J. Um, uh, Abrams will be doing a spin-off based or well, inspired by Stephen King's novel, The Shining. Uh, it's called Overlook. Um, so it's going to be produced by J.J. A- Abrams. It's, it's a horror thriller uh, which features characters from The Shining. Yep. Um, it explores an untold, the untold terrifying stories of the most famous Haunted Hotel in American fiction um, history. So um, I think it could be really good. Um, I would be, it would be dark. It would be twisted. Um, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm not a huge um, horror uh, fan. Like I, I will watch them, but maybe because I'm a bit of a bitch when it comes to them. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, some of the stories don't interest me. I mean, I don't like watching people getting their, their arms sawn off just for the sake of it. But um, if it's a horror thriller... Um, I think it will definitely be up my alley. Yeah. Well, he's got one more as well. It's called Dustler. It's a new. It's a new story. Um, I think JJ Abrams created it and wrote it. It's, it just follows a getaway driver from a growing crime syndicate, and it's based and set in the 1970s in America's Southwest. And that's all. All three of those shows will be on HBO Max, which launches next month. Do you think we will see HBO Max in Australia eventually? I uh, don't think so. They have HBO Plus, I think it's called already. And yeah, that's... We, have, nah, it's not, it's a, we don't have that channel here, so I don't think whatever. Do you think it would just be Foxtel that continues yeah, to have the rights? Yeah, something like that. Or one of the streaming services eventually. Well, I think Foxtel ta- has majority of HBO's um, big TV hit shows and stuff. I, I can't recall any HBO-related ones that are on Stan or Netflix. Yeah. Uh, well, definitely you won't see them on Netflix. It'll yeah, be on Stan, if anything. It'll be on one of the... Yeah, yeah. Or Netflix Foxtel. does their own content. HBO is yeah. not going to be doing any deals um, with Netflix. We've seen that from you know Disney and all the other mobs now that have their own their own networks. Yeah. Um, Disney Plus is premiering an uh, eight-part Mandalorian docu series. So, Mandalorian was a, a TV show on, aired on Disney Plus. Um, if That'd you're a Star good. Wars fan, I'm sure you've already watched it. Um, and if you are and you haven't watched it, go watch it. Mandalorian was amazing. <laughs> if you're a Star Wars fan, I loved watching that show. Um, yeah, it was very good. Yeah, so the docu series will have a in-depth, behind-the-scenes look and never-before-seen footage, with including roundtable conversations hosted by the writer, director. And producer, one of our favorites, Joe and I favorites, John Favreau, John Favreau. Yeah, our boy. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's gonna air each week every Friday, Disney Plus, starting on Star Wars Day, which is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, May the 4th be with you. Yeah, they did that yeah. on good timing. Yeah, Disney does well with their docuseries. There's one a docuseries, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's all about um, 
uh, pretty much how Disneyland came about and whatnot. I, I watched the first three episodes of it, and it's actually really, really good. Yeah. Um, so I reckon this one will be great as well. There was a trailer that dropped a couple of days ago, Ere. Um, mm-hmm. Now um, we've seen we had we had a little bit of a, a break from the old gangster stories for a little while, but then we we did see um, Gotti came out you know, a year or two ago. Well, long ago that was, and it didn't do that great. But then Netflix came out with their uh, four-hour Marvel. Their what was that one called again? With um, De Niro and all that, The Irishman. The Irishman. Yeah. Great, great watch that one. Um, but yeah, so a trailer dropped this week for um, America's most notorious gangster, Al Capone. It's um, titled Capone. Um, it's played, being played by Tom Hardy. Um, and uh, some, there's some known faces in there. Matt Dillon's one of them. And you'll see some other familiar faces that you've seen from other TV shows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's directed by Josh Trank. Uh, he's probably best known for a not so well received Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> um, so, which one? <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, the most recent, not so well received Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll be curious. The, the trailer looks good. Tom Hardy looks good. Um, he looks like a good choice in it. Um, they don't give away too much. Obviously, you know, it's going to be it's it's meant to be based around the um the final you know stages of Al Capone's life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, they do a good job, a little bit better than what they did in El. Uh, Gotti was how Gotti was filmed and whatnot. Um, yeah. The uh, one of the things that I'm like struggle. I'm not going to struggle with, but personally, I would have loved to have seen Stephen Graham reprise his role as Capone. Uh, he had the role of Capone in Boardwalk Empire. He played a a young um, Al Capone in that TV series, Boardwalk Empire. If you haven't seen it, it's actually worth a watch. Um, he was fantastic. He actually looks like him without having to put any sort of makeup on him unless you put on put that face scar that he's got on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's older now as well, so he would probably fit in a little bit um, more to to what Capone looks like. But um, he was great. So I think it, me personally, seeing how, how well Stephen Graham did it, I, I want to see how, how well Tom Hardy will do it, but I'm sure he'll do a great job. But, yeah, it looks, looks good. I didn't actually see when it was coming out. But, 11th, um, of 11th, 11th of June. 11th of June. Yep. Whether, whether that goes ahead, we'll soon find out. But um, 11th of June at the moment, which is exciting, something to look forward to. Yep. Um, in other news, there's a petition going around uh, trying to remove Ezra Miller from his role as a Flash and also supporting role from the Harry Potter spin-off Fantastic Beasts. Um, some video footage has been going around the last few weeks of him violently um, attacking a female fan. He choked her apparently and dragged her to the floor, um, which is not great news for anyone's career. Um, so we'll see how much of an effect it has. Um, there's been rumours for a little while about his role with the Flash you know, being up in the air anyway because of Justice League's failures. There's been talks of revamping it and just keeping a few of the main cast. So um, I don't know how much that would have affected his role with The Flash anyway. But, you know, if any of this is true, uh, hopefully it's not. We'll find out soon. Yep. Um, um, Artemis Fowl trailer. Yep, yeah, Artemis Fowl trailer. Came out. That looked fun based on a kid's uh, novel. And yep. the, the novel's called Artemis Fowl as well. Yep. Yep. I'm um, gonna read the books before I watch it. So it comes out May 29th, so I've got yep. some time. And the Straight books to aren't Disney too Plus. long. Yep, it's gonna be. Uh, Colin Farrell, Judy Dench, and Josh Gad is amongst some of the cast members. I think Jack Black might have appeared in the trailer. I could be wrong uh, about that one. No, but it's got no. Nonzo Anozzi. He's from yes. Game of Thrones. So I don't know if you remember him. 
Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it must have looked like Jack Black, but it wasn't him. But, um, Not Jack Black, no. There we go. Well, that's good because I don't like Jack Black. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not a fan of him. I like him in the Jumanji movies, but other than that, I'm not a fan of him. not going to get into that. All right, so <laughs> M- MJ's um, new doc called The Last Dance coming out tomorrow in Australia and America. Oh, it's going to be a Netflix and ESPN series. It's going to be about the 97-98 Bulls season. Yep. An in-depth look at MJ's career. It's a 10-part series and... It's gonna come. Two episodes are gonna drop each week, so we'll get five weeks of content. Can't wait to watch that. It's been in talks since um, 2016 when um, MJ gave his approval to to air the series, and they already had all the footage. They just had to put it all together and yep. put the interviews together and air it. So it's been a long time coming, and can't wait for that. It's been pushed forward as well as with the um, coronavirus. There's no sports on, so ESPN and Netflix were pushing to make it drop sooner so we've got something oh, good. to watch yeah can't wait for that i've been waiting a long time for it so there'll be something to look forward to tomorrow yeah that oh, so it's tomorrow it drops yeah monday tomorrow, oh, great yeah. and awesome. rick and morty second half of season four five episodes they're all dropping oh not all it's coming week by week the first one's coming out may 3rd in america which makes nice. it may, may 4th for us in australia australia awesome looking forward to that um it sucked that they only brought out five episodes, but um, about time they brought out the rest of them. That's all they had, mate. That's all they had. Well, <laughs> that's all they had. That's all they had. It was good. Um, yeah. What else? I've only got a couple more things to go for what, what's happening at the moment. Disney announced a live-action reboot for Robin Hood. Um, if you're interested in that, you know, go for it. I'm not. Um, for DC fans out there, a big sorry for you guys because it looks like we'll never get to see the Snyder Cut from what coming out at the moment in reports uh, saying that Warner Brothers have no interest in ever releasing it and are considering never working with Snyder again um, as they aren't happy with how much he's been promoting his cut. Um, I personally think there's a lot of bullshit in that um, article. It has popped up a few places. Um, Given the reason why Snyder's circumstances, why he couldn't continue with that movie, I can't see why there'd be bad blood between him and Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, you know, the only reason I could see there being bad blood is if Alan Gray, who plays the shooter head of Warner Brothers in the hit TV show Entourage, is still in charge over there, but he <laughs> died of a heart attack. So I don't yeah. think that's the case. But, yeah, I look, you know, uh, I don't care anymore about the Snyder Cut. We, we did speak about it the other week. It would be great to see it, but yeah. uh, let's stop talking about it, guys. Yeah, fair enough. Do you want to get into the main event? You got anything else? No, man, that's it. Let's, let's hit it up. All right, so Parasite, I made you watch it. I'll just do a it. synopsis before we get into it, so yep. everyone at home's on board. I'm sure. Uh, I hope you all watched it before listening. Otherwise, yep. what's the point of listening to this? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> guys. If we say we're going to watch something next week, fucking watch it, guys. Like, you got. You have a week. We, have, we usually give you a week. <laughs> <laughs> do so your anyway, homework. Yeah, do your homework. It. Otherwise, why are you listening to dicks at the flicks for? You can just play with your own dick. Yeah. Oh, flick. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about two families, the Park family, the picturesque, the picturesque um, wealthy family, and then the Kim family who are rich in street smarts but not much else. Um, by chance or fate, they, those, both of those families were brought together and the Kim sense of, sensed a golden opportunity. It was masterminded by the, by the son. Um, he's probably in college, college age, um, Ki Woo. And the Kim, the Kim children exponentially instilled themselves as tutors um, and art therapists for the Park family children. Yep. They also have a son and daughter. 
soon as symbiotic relationship forms between the two families. The Kims provide indispensable luxury services while the Parks obliviously bankroll the entire household. So the Park um, family, the rich family, they hire the Kim family's mom, dad, and the two children. The, the mom is the nanny, and the dad is the, the, the Park family's um, driver. And the son is the tutor for the daughter, and the, the daughter is the tutor for the for the yep. son for for art, artistic therapy, whatever it was. Yep. Um, all right, and then yeah, uh, to, pet, then... To, yeah to sum to sum it up, it, it's it's a it's a, a poor family full of con artists who con their way into a rich family um, by pretty much pushing out their current um, employees who take care of their cooking. Um, well, maid services, driving services, and tutoring services of their kids, and uh, they somehow get every one of their family members into this house to get on their payroll, in a sense, um, and con their way in there. Because yeah. I don't, I don't know if they even have any. They're very good con artists. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. And it's directed by Bong Jun Ho. Probably butchered that name. Bong oh yeah. Jun-ho. Yeah. If you don't know uh, who Bong Jun Jung is, then you know can't help you. <laughs> and so all Korean cast, I, I don't know what they've been in previously, so I yeah, mention it, it their is, names. It is all Korean, um, unless you're familiar with Korean folk art. I don't think you're gonna really know uh, who any of them yeah. are. So going into this movie, I, I, I I've always thought it was a it was a horror film. So I was on the edge of my seat, waiting for the horror to occur, <laughs> and it does build it up pretty well to like you're on the edge of your seat anyway because of the storyline and where where it's going and you're trying to figure out why it's called Parasite and who the Parasite is and then you work it out and you think you work that out and then it changes again and it changes again and it changes again yeah <laughs> which, which is what I found the, the best part about the movie when the actual meaning of the whole movie makes you think about while you're watching it continuously like you keep changing your opinion well, what, is, um, what, what do you think the meaning of the movie was? So it was just I I think it was just like showing the the par the like the differences between the rich and the poor in Korea yeah and their views on things and that's it the just the society the societal there's the word, social dis- the, the, the difference the yeah. differences in the between the rich and the poor and yeah. the, and how they perceive things if you like break down some scenes from the movie um, when it I won't go into it because I'm gonna bring it up again later when it rains torrentially and the rich looking at it like oh the next day it was sunny so I, lo- I love how after the rain the next day we get yeah, a day. Well, they're sitting and there the poor, enjoying it yeah and then the poor families their whole houses are flooded the streets are flooded everything they own has has been lost and destroyed that, that, the... that's one of the parallels yeah. if you when you think about it um yeah what, what was your, what were your initial thoughts like going in and well, look, I, I, had, I had no initial thoughts. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know if it was a horror genre or a you know, drama or a comedy. I had no idea. But um, uh, I was sceptical. Watching something for two and a half hours with subtitles is not an easy thing to do. It's quite draining. Um, uh, watching something with a language that you're not familiar with as well, it can be draining. I'm okay listening to like Spanish uh, like, you know, you, uh, narcos or whatever the hell it's called. Um, but you know, that breaks it up with some English anyway. Um, but it, look, it was captivating. It, it hooks you in. It's not boring. The families, the, the Kim family, they're, they're fun characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know. Yeah. I didn't know where, what it was about. I didn't know where it was going. Um, 
but I, I did feel that I was drifting off and losing interest once I worked out, all right, so this family, you know, they're, they're a family of con artists. They just, they need money. They're desperate for money. They, they can't find work. Um, so they, they go about conning this family and um, recommending people, well, pretty much, you know, making people lose their jobs within this household. Yep. Um, who, who, you know, has a, a, a maid and that lives there and cooks and cleans and whatnot and um, a driver that drives them everywhere. You know, they've got all these, all these luxuries that they, what they do very well is that, yeah, they con this family into hiring um, the other members of their family without actually knowing that they're related. Yeah. Um, but once, yeah, I, I just felt, found myself once that happened, I was like, oh, you know, where's this movie sort of go from there? Um, and it did have a twist and a turn. So maybe put up spoiler warning, warnings if you want to talk about um, uh, what actually happens in the movie. Well, you, just, uh, just to go back on what you said about yep. once I figured out what happened. But that's where the actual movie <laughs> flips. Yeah, get, see, it, did, it, it didn't get interesting for me at that point. When So okay. do, do you want to talk about what happens? So the movie flips once that doorbell rings, right? So the mm. the Kim family are in the park. The Park family have gone camping for the son's birthday. Yep, and, and the family the... goes and does your 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 big mistake as as any sort of criminal is they yeah. they relax. Um, you know they, they they let their guard down. Yeah, yeah, they let they let their guard down. They all go and spend the night at the, the that rich person's family, and uh, they start getting drunk and eating all their food and yep. think you know thinking that this family's not coming back for the weekend. So yep. you yep. can kind of sense that something's going to happen at this point. Yeah, so when the door, doorbell rings, that's when that that from that moment on in the movie, that's when it completely flips and like because you think, all right, cool, like what you said, you said, okay, cool, they're just moving, getting their family and getting jobs, getting money because yeah. they're poor, and they, I got it figured out, and then it just goes, boom, flips completely. Yeah, well, doorbell the... rings. It's the old nanny who's coming back and saying, hey, I forgot something. Can you let me in? And they're quite hesitant at first because they don't really know her. They're kind yeah. of got her fired now she's coming back they don't know if she's going to come back and kill him yeah. that's why you're that's why as a viewer you're thinking hey she could be a murderer or something i um, i just thought she was literally coming back to get something and that she was going to catch him out and then try and dub them all in yeah well she did come back to get something yeah or something was um so it, the story goes in she forgot something in the in the basement yeah, the, so the person that owned this house previously had this bunker underneath the house, which nobody knew about. Yeah. Um, in case North Korea ever attacked Korea one day. Or so, yeah, it's like a bomb that. bunker. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, she goes down to the bunker, and as you're following her down, the, which is awesome, the way it was shot was was amazing. Yeah, um, it was following creep, the tunnel. Cell, yeah. yeah, it makes it like it's like a like what I, said, what I said earlier, like a horror movie. You don't know what's around the corner. You don't yeah. know what's down there. Like, what are you heading towards? And you go down there, and some there's a man that's starving and thirsty because he's been locked down there without, and because she because she's been fired, she hasn't been able to feed him or give him um, water or whatever. Yeah. So he's dehydrated, hungry, and you're like, what? like you. That's when the movie flipped for me. Like, who the hell's that person? Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you, you know, I, I as soon as she wanted to go downstairs to that secret bunker, I went. I bet she's got her family there too. And I thought she was doing the same thing that the Kims were doing. Um, Which but, is, another, that's another point in the movie where you're like, who's the actual parasite now? Like, yeah. is, it, is it her or is it the Kim family? Like, who is it? <clears throat> yeah, well, exactly right. There's, there's uh, more than 
one family or people, a lot of people that have obviously taken advantage of um, the parks. Yeah. Um, they're, um, they're uh, nice the rich, the rich. Yeah. Much. yeah. Yeah. The rich. But um, oh, look, it wasn't, I thought the movie just went a bit. I just thought before we go, like, yeah. let's just continue the story on. So um, the nanny doesn't know that the family are in there, like the whole the whole Kim family is in the house. That she just thinks the the nanny, the the mum of the Kim family is there. So the rest of the family are hiding. So which just makes it even more intense because they're trying to go down to the bunker as well to see who is actually down there because they don't know themselves. The nanny, the mum knows, but the rest of the family can't see what's going on. Yeah. So then the nanny, the former nanny, like eventually sees the rest of the family being there, and the son calls the dad, dad, and she's like, "Hey, you're all." She works out that they're all related, and she blackmails them that she's going to tell the um, Miss, Miss, Mrs. Park. can't remember yeah. her name. Um, yeah, then it goes on between a bit, like a battle of wits between the, those two, fam, the nat, former nanny and the Kims, like who's going to tell who, who's going to break first, who's going to get away first, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And as expected, the Parks come back. <laughs> yeah. It, it was happening. Then, it's another spanner in the works. Parks yeah. come back. Um and then they, she calls her head and says, can you make me a dish? And she's like, oh, okay. And then they, the, the house is an absolute mess. So she's, they're trying to clean frantically. The Kims overpower the former nanny. They lock them down in the bunker together, tie them up. And she's making the meal. As I walk in, she prepares, the, she's got the meal ready. This is one of my favorite shots. It's like made me laugh and then freak out at the same time. Yeah. Um, the former nanny's walking up the stairs. And as the... Mrs. Kim is making is just about to serve the food. She like roundhouses her back down the stairs, yeah. and and I was laughing at that uh, that moment. And then as she falls down the stairs, she cracks her head, and is like, "Oh shit, she dead! <laughs> what's, what's going yeah. on?" She yeah, cracked that, that pretty far. That part good. that part was hilariously amazing. Um, and then like it's it's pretty much just about them trying well, to escape it's, it's, from the house while they're it's in the a house. survival thing. At that, it's about how do they get out of this house? How do they cover up um, yeah. the fact that this girl, this woman now knows their secret? Yeah. And how do they, you know, they, they obviously don't want to lose this this gig that they're in, this con that they've worked on, for, you know, for a period of time. I don't, it's hard to work out how long um, they've been doing it for. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it becomes a, it becomes a survival um, instinct, I guess, from the, from the Kims. How do they cover all this up? And it shows like it builds up like the dad's breaking point, which like, comes at the end of the movie. Um, there's there's a few scenes building up towards that, like when they're making the pizza boxes in the house, and the house is just being fumigated from the streets, like poisons, pretty much. Everyone and he's just sitting there silently doing the boxes. Yeah, when they were, <laughs> that's when, what's going on. When the wife or the, of uh, Mrs. Park, whatever you want to call her, she was yeah. T- uh, well, that will not even just her, the, the husband. When they're yep. going on about the smell that comes off him, like there's there's moments that link up to this. These differences between they they're saying he smells, but it's just he's less off than them. Um, his smells don't seem unusual to yeah. to, to the Kims, yeah. Um, but to the Parks, it's completely foreign. That's when he's like you can see him slowly losing his dignity. And another part where he starts losing his um his breaking point when he's driving, he like he, he can he swerves and he like swears at one of the other drivers that almost collided with him. You can see his um breaking point building up slowly. And I think yeah. Yeah, as you mentioned, the court saying that he smells that was like one of the one of the last tipping points for him. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So. But um, yeah. Look, yeah. I, I just didn't find. Um, like I, I thought it was a good movie, and um, it definitely was captivating. But I was just a bit over it, just past the midway, you know, just over the hour mark. And when that family popped up, you know, it was pretty obvious where the movie was going from that point. I didn't expect um, the dad to, to go and break in, spoiler alert, um, kill um, Mr. Park. I don't know the names. For the... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Mr., Mr., Mr. Park will do. Um, yeah. uh, you know, they, they lost their daughter in that scene. Like, so, what, so what happens is, Mr. which you mentioned, right, Mr., Mrs. Kim, not Mrs. Kim, what was the fucking maid's name? Whatever her name was, former name, yeah, yeah. When when she 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 dies, and um, it was her husband that was down there, right? Yes. What 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 was he? Why was he? Was he hiding from something? What was he hiding from? They just were poor, so they. He was living. He was living when she got hired. He was just living there. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was maybe there um, because he was hiding from some warrant or something like that. I, I might have just misread. Or wasn't paying attention at that point. Um, but yeah, to me, I just thought I didn't see what the big. I, I've never been. Whenever a movie usually wins a whole bunch of awards, I generally um, don't see the, the big deal. There's not that many movies um, other than maybe like Gladiator that um, I could see the full potential in it. Um, I didn't think the story was that uncommon. I thought it was a pretty common story that I've seen probably before um, in some aspects. But you know they they do do a good job. The the cast is well acted. Um, uh, they do a great job of, of portraying those two different worlds and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, I, I I don't know how much I would go around recommending it for too many people to watch. I don't think anyone would be that upset if they didn't watch it personally. Yeah. Um, completely opposite. Love the great movie. Great way to build up the story and keep the intensity going for pretty much the whole movie um some awesome shot awesomely shot scenes um i don't know if the director is known for these but when they were fleeing from the house from like cockroaches pretty much and they're going down the gutter all the way down to the uh, depths yeah, of the yeah. village while it's raining brilliantly yeah. shot um some perspective shots like when they when they're showing out the window from the rich family's house it fits perfectly in on the on your screen while you're watching it and then it shows the kim family view when they're like from their lounge room or wherever it was it was like underground you can barely see outside they're like bars like it was like a bit jarring uh, it makes you feel claustrophobic yeah it was it was a great scene to really get a feel of what those people would actually go through in those areas um, yep. In, yep. in not just korea or anywhere in the world that lives like that um yep. You know, and um, fully understandable why they were doing what they were doing to try and, um, you know, get get paid and get ahead. One thing that I, I must say, this is one thing I don't understand. I understand artsy movies and, and, and whatnot, but this movie won awards, um, you know, I, and I can see how it told its story and there was symbolism and all that sort of bullshit. But does anyone stop for five seconds and realise that there was the son who's over age 18... Yeah, sorry, I had a phone call come through. <laughs> what was that? Um, uh, yeah, was hooking up with uh, the son. We were at <laughs> age right. eighteen. Um, under the age of eighteen, what was that girl? The daughter, like fourteen. 
But that didn't really say how old she was. She could have been. No, we don't establish it. But I think anyone that's watching this should be going. Going that this person potentially is under the age of eighteen, and, and everyone seemed to be lay by her. He wasn't just the first guy that lay by her for for when she gets out of high school and goes to to university. And I was just like, "There's nobody worried about this right now." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I was thinking about the whole. I didn't even uh, think about that. Maybe I'm thinking about. You got a sick mind. <laughs> he just he just keeps calling me. Keeps I told calling, him, I told my dad to bring my bike down from the coast. He's he's gone away. Um, <laughs> he's probably he's probably asking me to bring it down. Uh, classic. Yeah. Uh, there was one more scene that I liked was when when their house was getting flooded and there was like literal shit coming out of the toilet oh, and the yeah. door just like stood yeah. on top of it. What's she, what's she it was she like, doing? fuck she's this. She's sitting on there and like, smoked a cigarette. Explode out. Amazing scene, <laughs> man. I would have just got the what's fuck out What's she going to do? There was shit everywhere anyway. What, what am I going to do? I'm just going to smoke. Fuck but this. But look, yeah, look, overall, what else gonna do? It, it was, it's a decent movie. I, I'm glad that I got to see it. But, you know, at the same time, I don't think I would have been too upset if I didn't watch it either. Yeah. Well, what's your what's your dicks of the flicks rating? Yeah, fair enough. Um, I've got a good one. I've got a good one for today. So our, we're working out a rating system, everyone. Have I told you today's one? So, yeah, I know. You told me already. <laughs> uh, so it's it's good. Uh, maybe I don't know. Well, we've got a rating system one yep. one to five, and it's going to be ratings of um, of dicks, which haven't worked out the scale yet. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that five is Mandingo, and this, the and what we had, we had um, zero or one as um, yeah, yeah, or, Frankie, or, or what's Frankie his name, Mr. Ozark, Kim or whatever off, from right? uh, under uh, from Hangover. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ken so Duffy, my rating, I'm gonna uh, give it a, a two and a half. Richard Gear in American Gigolo. Yeah, Richie, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a four. Two and a half. That is yet. I, I we'll think work it, it out. hits a little halfway for me almost. Um, eh, but I'm going to give it the Richard Gear factor. He's a good-looking guy. You know, he had, I'm sure he had a good-looking penis in American Gigolo. But, um, yeah. you know, it, it's it's Classic. definitely above average for in my eyes. I do think if you are interested in it, go give it a watch. Um, you might love it like Arrow did. I... Found it fine, but you know nothing, nothing amazing. Cool. Um, so yes, I, I didn't. Let's pick a new movie. I didn't to watch. do uh, this some to kind of what find you, something good, but I think let's go with something recent that we we read an article the other day that there were some movies coming out that you could get access to. Um, I figured maybe you go see Birds of Prey. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, Harley Quinn's movie there, Birds of Prey. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. I've got an idea. Can we do something that we else. both haven't seen before? Is that a good one? That's all no, I've got. No, you don't have anything. All right. Um, I do have a list of the new releases that came on demand recently. Um, just give me a as second. long as it's something that I can get. Access I did have an old to, movie, but we'll movies we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> uh, then we've got nothing. Then <laughs> whatever, man. We can work we something can off here. We'll pick a movie and we'll have something by next week. We'll tell the people. Don't worry about but telling people. How are you Just do birds of prey. <laughs> we was we were so well organized for this episode. All right, we'll do birds of prey. That's our next. Right m- 
Oh, I said you USA Fraser. Are you like Fraser? You haven't seen it. You fucked up, not me. Yeah, I know, but that's the whole point. Let's, oh, let's talk said, about it. Maybe the people, already. maybe some people are sitting there going, "Hey, do I want to watch Birds of Prey next week?" Oh, I, know. I can't wait till my next one. I'm going to rip you. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna die. 